welcome to 16 Candle Keeps, the place where our players might not, but at least the 80s pass their death saves. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> st starting as I mean to go on. Um, hello, and welcome back to 16 Candle Keeps. We are <sighs> back for another round of the madness of the Icewind Dales. And Frost, Maidens, Rhyme, and such. Anyway, how are we all doing? Good. Excellent, yes. Mm. Good. Um, are there any things that we have to announce before we jump into all this? Let me just remind myself quickly where we are. This is, um, according to Steve's Madness, uh, episode eight. No, seven. No, it'd be nine because <laughs> last week was a seven and eight. Ah, numbers! Um, so... Oh my goodness. <laughs> Seven, eight. You'll get so it this... wrong, week, buddy. Shh. I don't have to Very know this. Well. I have to know this like later when I put it out and I go, did I put an eight out last week? Ah, it'll be fine. I'll put that as nine. It's coming out on the seventh <laughs> of April. So anything okay. time related that you have planned in a month's time, timing the episode. <laughs> um, please let us know. What have you got? Uh, I guess the reveal of Naraneth's Axbeak's name. Yes. Yeah, our lovely hole. <laughs> that might have got our Facebook page suppressed, by the way, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I am glad to reveal that her her Axbeak's name will be Hans Gruber, as nominated <laughs> by uh, Mickey. Mickey Colk Thornton, if she really wants it. Oh, I'll even Yay. Taylor Colk Thornton because I know how much she loves that. <laughs> She's going to be thrilled with you now. She will <laughs> love me. I, I mean, she has to love me. From the, the 1988 classic <laughs> Die Hard. <laughs> yes. A a beautiful Christmas film for all the family. <laughs> it is a Christmas movie. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> um, excellent. Well done. I love that. I'm I'm so glad that it was that and not some of the suggestions that I was seeing and going, oh God, I don't want to have to say that every session. Please you don't make me my, my biggest question was, and I vetoed it, um, but my biggest question was why somebody voted for Barbara Streisand because she was That's like, really weird. That was that was before the eighties. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, so, I, I don't know. So what yeah, I vetoed that did. one, but um, yeah. This is where we're all very much overlooking like this pivotal Barbara Streisand number or film or something that she did in the eighties, and we should all be shamed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully the audience can at us on that one. Yes. <laughs> Please at us. Oh, don't, Why don't Barbara Streisand? <laughs> Let us know. What did we miss in the 80s? <laughs> but yes, Hans Gruber won. Um, it was actually super close because most of the answers had one vote each and thankfully this one came in with two votes so it, it took the lead. Any honourable mentions you want to throw in? Were there any names that you were like, that was, that was the one? I, I personally, and I will happily say, it, I voted uh, for for Gurgi. Um Yeah, I really did. I did kind of want that name. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> I mean, the Chamberlain, obviously. <laughs> another one of Mickey's. There was another suggestion by Mickey. Um, yeah, as I said, she. I think she put forward like five different names. 
<laughs> I quite like Venator. I do not know who suggested Venator, but I was like, that was that not ages. was that not our very own DM? Is that our DM? Shut DM. Up. It was me. Have I been have I been tricked into voting for yours? I mean, no. You got you you weren't tricked into voting for my thing. You were you were realizing that love is a battlefield. Battlefield. Yes. yes. Here we stand. We are strong. Heartache to heartache. We stand. <laughs> no promises. No demands. <laughs> and both now, of us know it. Um, but before I get to hitting you all with my best shot, let's talk about what. A... <laughs> I was going to say that if we had a fight, and now you've taken that opportunity. You can reprise it. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, any other announcements? I uh, before I throw it over to Bingle Bang Bang Corner, at least. <laughs> um... <laughs> uh, not from me. Excellent. I've still not made any content for TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will have even more ridiculous stuff um, mm. by by that point on good old TikTok. Because I'm a cool kid now, and that's my my most yeah. recent worry for TikTok was actually trying to work out how to make myself look like a a, a lost soul. <laughs> how do I make myself glow ethereally blue? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think I there's a filter. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm resorting in the filter now, because I was going yeah. to invest in some serious backlighting and stuff, oh, but no. no, it's just, no, you, we it's all might die. It's really so. expensive. Well, also, we all might die. Yeah, yeah, don't don't spend lots of money if we might die. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I have an idea for a content thing for TikTok that I might do now. I might try and make, like, it's 30 seconds or something like that, or is that Vine? Uh, you can do 15 and 60. seconds or 60 yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try make 60 second guitar solos that fit to each class <laughs> i'm gonna try to do a barbarian solo a sorcerer solo nice let's oh, nice. there you go by this time next month there should be at least one class that has been soloed <laughs> i mean barbarian's nice and easy you've already got an axe yeah. <laughs> i kind of i want to bang my head on a wall for that one <laughs> Anyway, do that. Um, <laughs> Miss, Mr. Bang Bang, do you have any fancy things going on on the channel? Um, so I'm trying to remember uh, what ridiculous things that I've been ordering lately. <laughs> um, so yeah, by that point there would at least be a, a Digimon card game booster box. There would be a Pokemon Elite Trainer box. Uh, mm. I think battle styles would have come out just around that time. Um, and so from that, I will also probably end up having a, a deck building video with Ooh. using the new um, Single Strike and uh, Swift Strike features. Because, you know, they always try and add more mechanics into a game and it would be really helpful if uh, you know these new mechanics that they put into a game were explained uh, especially for new players yes. isn't that right? that man yep. Steve I know how to use things I just don't have any cards that have any abilities because I'm a poor man <laughs> <laughs> from a poor family? yes Spare me my life from any of Liam's decks. 
I mean, we're we're clearly going to have to play some games and uh, mm-hmm. and and show the lovely audience at home. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's yes. let's borrow from that other D and D show that everything is content. <laughs> everything is content. Um, You're part of a team. But yeah, we can put some random stuff out. I'm happy to have my yep. ass handed to me live on a camera. Likewise. Um, anyway, Bring me my ass. It will be payback for what happens today. Yeah. Yes. I, I just I, I'm going to start doing that thing. I'm that, avengers, um, guys. <laughs> you will be avenged. Start doing that thing that uh, some DMs I know do, where they just note every time one of their players piss them off, so they can. Take it out. Oh great. Honestly, Steve, it wouldn't surprise me if you already do that. Added 50 HP for (laughs) the comment about my weight. Um, I can't ever do that. (laughs) I joke. I joke. Um, It's normally added for really petty things like didn't notice my purple hair today, even though we're not on camera. Um, Yeah, you've got blue hair now. Exactly. It's confusing. Tell everybody. Anyway. Right. Enough of this gay banter. (sighs) <sighs> Let's go destroy some souls. Woohoo! Arriving in Goodmead, the group came upon a Vibig or Viberg or Vibich or however you want to say it. <laughs> Atus with pronunciation of Viberg. Um, I like I like Viberg. I don't know why, even though it's not got an R in the second part of Viberg. Um, but yeah, trying to steal the cargo of the Mead run to Care Dinnerville. Dispatching the half-giant, the group learned that the speaker of the town, Speaker Ralsborough, was the man killed by the creature on their arrival, and people now looked to one another for guidance, but found none. Kodar, being a native of Ten Towns, believing he could be of assistance here, uh, offered himself as speaker, and left the trio as he believed they could handle themselves once they left. Getting a chance at rest, the group settled in the Mead Hall, where Garland learned of their product and sampled some. Whilst exploring, he noted that the dwarven runes on Kodar's axe had changed, but left it undiscussed. Heading out the next morning, uh, Kodar asked the group to reach him if they planned to head north into the glacier and slash or if they met the White Lady, um, and specified that it wasn't the namesake of the inn in Easthaven. On the group's way to Dugan's Hole, they were hit by a blizzard and bunkered down. Uh, then found the uh, found the site of Dugan de Brace's Dugan's Hole, uh, which had a useful area outside of. And I will admit, Notabena here that it does say in the book specifically there are rumours that something is trapped here, like an old elemental spirit. However. It does just say that in a paragraph. There's nothing. Like, nobody knows what this does. There is some folklore, but people just say it's where Douglin de Race sat on a hill and went, I'm going to make a fishing site here. Joys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, heading out towards Sunblight, the group made good time before an avalanche fell upon them at the foot of Sunblight's entrance. This was the least of the group's problems, as at arrival. After surviving the avalanche, Zadarok's Shardlin Dragon took its inaugural flight towards Ten Towns. And that's where we're going to pick up! Hey, uh, 
So for you lot, you are just at the base of this 200, 300 tall monolithic building that in the carved into the side of the spine of the world. And just as you have managed to save Erica and Garland and their respective axe beaks from the snowy tundra that fell from above, you look up to see not just snows falling from the sky as a huge dragon of scale-like armor and helm like a knight's uh, a knight's helm of uh, w when they're wearing their full suit of armor such thing it's got like the grill where you'd have the face and mouth peeping through for breathing and such um, and levery folded wings unfurled and launched itself towards Dugan's hole what you like to do loves chase after it before it goes places and kills people yes can i suggest Panic i leave the way yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you may. so it's a group consensus after last week we already discussed it as well you've been discussing it for other week but it's a group consensus that you are all turning heel and heading back down the mountain immediately yeah. Yep. Just... Yeah, Kodor. Right, I'm going to share over to you all just so you've got like a visual. Um, lovingly, it's already being shared uh, to our recording. So you guys on YouTube, thanks for the view. Uh, hope you're enjoying it. Hey, um, I'll just uh, share this over. Sorry, I don't. I, I don't talk some days. Um, <laughs> good thing that we're doing an audio medium podcast. Um, so. <laughs> There you go. I have shared over to you all the screen of what you will be able to see. Um, as for uh, those that can't see, uh, please Google Shardling Dragon. Enjoy that beautiful image. Because it's so cool and I love it. Um, but uh, for our YouTube video users, uh, you will be following what the group can see. And I will describe describe as it happens um, with, uh, with glee and fun. Uh, so... As it has launched off, you turn heel and start to run directly down the hills. I'm going to say with the fact that um, specifically Neronef is leading, you're going to have the luxury of not having to worry about the uh, the snowfalls again and so, and the, the rough terrain issues that are negated by having a ranger in the party. Kill them quick, DMs. <laughs> but for you guys uh, on youtube and for the wonders that are i'll be moving the dragon around a bit so you you guys have a, a last known location sort of thing um you guys are marked as always by this little axe beak and the uh the location is currently at sunlight however you have seen it is flying towards dugan's hole we will converge later to see where it actually heads off towards can i have just for um, knowledge, uh, constitution saves from each of your axe beaks because they are battered. Oh, I know. I forgot to load this up. Um, um, so there are plus one. Thank yes. you. <laughs> plus one. Thirteen. Thirteen. Whoa. Two 13s. Oh, man. Ten. Sorry. Ten. Oh, <laughs> damn oh. that dwarf! <laughs> so um, you guys, without really thinking, I'm not, I'm not uh, like berating you or whatever. I'm, I'm just stating 
like the, there is a very we don't have time to talk about this we don't have time to argue about uh, our approach you all immediately turn heading down the mountain track the two hours that lead you down towards the base of the mountain um luckily the axe peaks even though two of them are quite battered um is fairly easy um garland with your i'm going to say with your blessing from the schwinger versus the you met the dc at least your although your axe beak uh, is being it's not that it's disgruntled it's more just that it, you can see that the riding since 9am and the uh, the 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 cold has started to sink in a little bit into its uh, its frame and it doesn't seem to be too comfortable but you all managed to get down to the base of the mountain. There are no concerns, no following avalanches. It seems like, almost like the the world has held its breath to see what happens in this instance, as the there's no sounds across the, uh, the mountain face as you follow down. I will tell you this now before you head off any further. You are planning, you've said you're planning to rush off, but... At this point onwards, because you have marched those those poor axe beaks for quite a while, my little baby. The remaining four hours between here and Dugan's Hole are technically classed as forced march because they've been running since. Although there was the hour uh, where you had to ri ride out the um, the what's the word the blizzard avalanche the the blizzard earlier in the day yeah. when you were heading between mm -hmm. Goodmead and uh, Dugan's Hole. They have yep. technically been riding since 9am minus an hour. So they're now coming into what is forced march. Oh. If you okay. want... Basically the ruling on this, for those that don't know about forced march, any time you force a creature or... I'm mainly using the rules of the uh, of character forced march, but I'm adding it this way. For every hour that you force march after your eight hours of travel, uh, you will have to throw a constitution save and the DC is essentially 10 plus 1 for every hour they've been forced marched. With that in mind, um, I'm going to say that if you want to stay at the average pace and get there in 4 hours, you're going to have to throw 4 saves. If you want to kick them into running, because you're trying to get there as quick as possible, you can half that time, but you are also going to have much heavier... DC essentially because they're already battered. Okay. With that in mind, what would you guys like to do? Oh, sorry. I will also say that in the distance, now that two hours have passed as you come down the mountain, you have seen that the uh, the Shardin Dragon has m somehow over the the tundra met Dugan's Hole, and you can now see what looks like breath weapon falling from the sky over the buildings of Dugan's Hole. We've got to go fast. Yeah, I've got to go fast. Okay. Just don't want to, but yeah, we have. Must go faster. Must go faster. <laughs> so, for the first hour, you, from the, the base of the spine of the world towards Dugan's Hole, there's unfortunately no great way to get wherever you're going to go because of that large lake called the Red Waters in the centre of anything between you and Goodmead or any of the other ten towns, unfortunately. And with recent travel through it on the ship that you came into Ten Towns with, there's there's definitely no parts that you can ford 
uh, easily, unlike the area where the uh, the tributary uh, thins out and it's not the larger lake. Um, with that in mind, can I have a constitution save from all of your axe beaks, please? Oh, you bastard. Dirty eight. 20. Dirty 20? Was that 8 for Erica? 8 for Erica. Okay. 15. 15. It, it makes sense with these two. Um, so, because I've, like I said, I'd increase the, the DC. Yeah. I'm going to say that both uh, Erica and Garland's axe beak, so Isabeau and Felicia, are really starting to struggle. Uh, oh. They gain a point of exhaustion. I can't remember. Did they have exhaustion from last? Uh, yeah, last they had exhaustion well? from the blizzard. Yeah. yeah. So you've now got two points. You've now got two points, which will basically mean that they have half speed. So half speed. it forcing them to march at a fast speed as you have for the next hour will basically take the same amount of time it would have taken them to normal run. Um, however, okay. I will say, as you've done this for the first hour, you can see that um, the uh, over the next hour you see the dragon finishes with Dugan's hole and moves on to mm -hmm. Goodmead. And just as you get, you kind of take a breather to take stock and see where you are and see how the group are doing an hour into this charge across the tundra, you see that the dragon has moved on and the same attack is now befalling Goodmead. However, you can see off in the distance as you uh, as you see, like there's just a plain white field ahead of you. There's not a lot obscuring the surroundings. The snow of the blizzard has stopped. It is a very clear sky around you. You can see a small figure getting larger and larger, charging towards you across the ice uh, as uh, it looks like it's coming from Dugan's hole. Um, as you all meet at that moment for an hour of, uh, of riding, uh, you see Ragnar and Kodar charging across the ice, uh, very much uh, same speed and like drag that you guys have been having. Um, he looks a little scorched, uh, his uh, pale grey skin has areas where there is soot and such rubbed across it. Uh, but he is grinning as he sees you all uh, on the ice. Um, I'm going to jump up and down and wave my arms, despite the fact that he can see us. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Just very grateful. <laughs> what speed would you be trying to make the, the rest of the travel towards uh, Goodmead? Uh, not Goodmead, sorry, uh, Dugan's Hole. Do you want to go fast um, still, or do you want to go for... Naraness would follow pace of yeah. the, the two slower so. axe beaks. So. Yeah, we should probably slow up a yeah. bit. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> the the uh, the hour would have turned into two hours at fast pace, and now it's another... Uh, now it's an extra two hours on top because of the speed. So, keeping this in mind, you're now going to take four hours to get to Dugan's hole with the the state of the poor uh, axe beaks. Um, can I have another Constitution save from all of the axe beaks, please? Oh, no. <laughs> no. Thirteen. Thirteen. <laughs> four. Four. Six. Six. Oh, okay. Our axe beaks are dead. Yeah, so, I'm. I'm feeling this is about to. With with the um. Sorry, what did uh, what did uh, Nerinefs get? Sorry. 
Four. Thirteen. Thirteen. Hans Gruber got thirteen. Excuse me. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> Hans Gruber passes still because you've slowed down on going back to the normal DC. So it would be a DC of twelve. Uh, so anyone who didn't get twelve or got below twelve, you gain another point of exhaustion for your uh, wonderful. What's the max point of exhaustion you can get? Six when they die. Oh no no no. So for third point of exhaustion is disadvantage on saves and attack rolls as well. Oh dear lord, as if you needed any more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. As you come down to a basic trot, can uh, uh, Ragnar and Kodar catch up with you and then uh, about turn come in line with you riding? Um, he will explain that he has seen the dragon before it got to Dugan's Hole and managed to evacuate all of the uh, the citizens of Goodmead. Although, although Goodmead seems to be, as you can see off in the distance, uh, Goodmead is still getting bombarded by uh, the dragon uh the uh the 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 people who lived there managed to get out okay where did you evacuate them to uh they have gone to uh, uh Bryn Shander Bryn Shander is best place to go it is a walled city the kind of capital of 10 towns if you were to go that way okay good good choice well done thank you um, so it's been an hour of that travel. Let me double check my uh, notes here. So, uh, uh, so just as you did the first hour, it got to Goodmead. Okay, now you can see that it is flying off in the trajectory. The trajectory of its flying appears that it is going towards East Haven. Uh, you're by the time you've got to this second hour of. Uh, riding, it's about halfway towards East Haven as it flies over in that direction. Okay, I'd like to make it known that none of this is good. <laughs> I am not happy. <laughs> Welcome to the how far out is... of East Haven are we? Um, yeah. For you guys, um, it was uh, two hours travel on Axebeak between Dugan's Hole and Goodmead, and then it was two and a half hours uh, for uh, good me to uh, East Haven. So you're four and a half hours out when you hit Dugan's Hole. You are still, for your sake and purposes, three hours out of Dugan Hole because of the uh, the axe beaks as they're all starting to struggle. I um, pull my uh, lantern of tracking out of my bag, please. You can indeed. <laughs> Just want to see any false hope. Um, you pull the as you pull it it is a there's a slow weak throbbing in it of green light but it doesn't seem to be having much effect in terms of like it doesn't seem to be recognizing there are any elementals in the area in a huff i'm gonna put it back in my bag then (laughs) okay so this dragon is flying a path and there's no way that we catch it up and we get to East Haven before it does no and it's probably gonna head up to Care Dineval or Dineval or however it said uh, Care Dineval yeah then I suggest That we head to Bryn Shander. Mm-hmm. 
it makes sense. Um, I will, I will try to give you hope. Uh, I saw no bodies when I arrived at Dugan's Hall, um, and as I explained to you, um, the uh, all of Goodmead has been evacuated. As you have seen, East Haven it has not got perimeter walls, but it does have the luxury of um, it does have the luxury of, of of a militia, unlike the other two, so it can at least fight back. Something. It's going to take us uh, three hours to ride over snow from Dukens Hall to Brinchander. If you are okay with this, uh, how are the? Um, and he looks down towards the axe beaks, uh, specifically noticing uh, the tired nature of both Felicia and Isabeau. This is. Um, no, they're not good. <laughs> this is. Uh, this is not good. Mm. No, we've we've had to deal with a, a blizzard and a uh, an avalanche. They're really not doing great. We um, we can always walk across the snow to Brinchander and leave the axe peaks at Dugan's Hall. Allow them to rest. I think that might be for the best. Mm-hmm. For yes. your next hour of travel, can I have another um, can I have another force <coughs> march check? So another Constitution save. There'll be disadvantage for Isabeau okay. and Felicia. Fourteen. Fourteen. Gruber. Thank you. Three. Three. Felicia's is genuinely dropping. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, five. Uh, no. Really annoying because the other. One would have been a dirty 20. And this is where this gets interesting, because um, those Axe Beaks have taken damage. So uh, yeah. for point 0.4, their hit point maximum is halved. Okay. Yeah. Okay, hit point maximum goes down, so... Max goes down to... 19 goes down to... So nine. 9? Yeah, 9. nine. Mm, okay. So 9... So currently, uh, cool. Four, four hit points left. Four hit points. How's uh, Felicia looking? Uh, five hit points. Okay, so still standing, all but by the the good graces of whatever god is holding it from its uh, from its rest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as that se- that second arrow, you you can start to see the outskirts of uh, Good Meter coming up in the distance. Uh, you can see the these twenty stones that sit on the outskirts of the uh, of the village, and you're you're forcing everything you can from the axe beaks. You you can feel for um, Erica and for Garland. You can feel the laboured breath like ragged through the lungs of the axe beaks as they are starting to drop and hinder themselves. But they keep going as if they don't understand that they can okay, say no. It's okay. It's okay. We're um, gonna get there, and then you can rest. Uh, I'm attempting to stroke Felicia. Just, I want to cry right now because I'm sad. <laughs> I don't like this at all. <laughs> um, for the uh, so you're two hours out of Dugan's Hole. By this point, you can see off in the distance, even though it's quite far. Um, you can see that the dragon has now hit um, uh, East Haven, and you can see again the same 
pattern from even in the distance where it's quite small uh, in comparison to like perspective and such you can now see that it flanks either side of the village using a breath weapon and then flies over the top and it seems to almost be like doing strategic placements of breath weapon um, you also notice though on for the first time as you see it off in the distance that there are moments where it seems to start to go for a swooping arc and then comes off suddenly and the breath weapon shuts down early uh, you get the sense from what you're seeing that whatever militia is there is fighting back. Mm. Good. Excellent. For the next hour's run, and w one of two final, um, can I have your next constitution saves for uh, your... Oh, tactics? damn. Is that with nice. disadvantage again? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's a four this four. time. It's a thirteen for Felicia. Thirteen. 13. Not Felicia. Eight. Eight. Come on, Felicia. <laughs> I'm so tense. I don't like animal cruelty, and this is. So this you had the run where you went at full speed. You had the run that gave. So it would be uh, the DC would now be fourteen. So all of your axe beaks fail. Yep. For um for Hans Gruber, you gain mm. you gain half speed. So now even Hans Gruber, even though quite um seemed quite capacious and quite happy in in this uh, further march than usual, uh, is even starting to show signs of tiring. Uh, the only mm -hmm. one because it has had the luxury of not having to ride until this time is Ragnar at the moment. Um, with uh, with uh, Isabeau and Felicia on your fifth point of uh, of exhaustion, the speed drops to zero. Mm -hmm. So as you come to just an hour outside of uh, of Dugan's Hole, Felicia and Isabeau just stop. They they plant one last foot and then just stand there. Okay. Seems wise. <laughs> Not what I wanted them to do, though. I carry um... on. Sorry, did you just ask if you could carry? Did it? just ask if I could carry one. I would say because of the size of the creature, and um, and the the like the necessity of it. It would be a very hard thing to do for yourself, especially as a semi-corporeal being. Yeah, okay. Um, in that case, Erica is now crying and panicking on behalf of the Axby. We'll just have to leave them here. Yes. Um, um. I, I, Ragnar dismounts and offers the reins of Ragnar towards, uh, sorry, Kodar dismounts and offers the reins to Ragnar uh, to uh, either of you uh, as Garland and uh, Erica goes, he can probably take both of you on the back and I will run if you would prefer to continue this quite speedy uh, but even poor little he strokes the beak of axe beak uh, um, number ho 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 um, we, we may be struggling this, this run with the creatures okay um... is there any 
anything around that we can like tie them to outside of the village it's literally just a plain of ice and snow across the the tundra there's nothing there's no trees there's no uh like weird little outcrops the next thing that would look useful like that would be dugan's hole an hour up the hill okay yeah, uh in that case uh she'll nereneth will jump off her axe beak and she'll start digging a hole with her yeah. hands in okay. the snow and then throw the reins of all f- four axe beaks um and then like anchor it down with snow and create like a snow anchor instead okay excellent yeah. so all four uh axe beaks are now strategically hitched <laughs> um, not in that uh... way <laughs> Ooh, Garland will uh, get out some all of his rations and just set down some food on the ground for them. Yeah. Likewise, I'm going to do that with some of mine. Excellent. Nerenef would uh, just be whispering nice, calming, gentle, soothing words in each of their ears, trying to calm them down. They seem for as you go around each of them uh, and especially as someone who is a nature orientated person uh, Hans Gruber is calm and collected as always um, uh-huh. sorry I couldn't, couldn't so miss weird. that it's like such an oxymoron <laughs> couldn't, couldn't, uh, couldn't miss that opportunity um, um, but you can see there is a level of like heavy panting from the creature where it's been doing a fair amount of running in comparison to the other three as you get round to Isabeau and Felicia respectively. They look like they're just standing on ceremony now. They are they the moment they get a chance they are gonna drop into the snow and just sleep. Uh Ragnar looks fairly comfortable um and just seems to be pushing food uh from the middle towards Felicia and Isabeau. Oh, it's right that he stays because he'll look after him. Yeah, I'm. I'm attempting to get Felicia to sit, okay, and then stand. I'm I don't know how effective that is because my animal with, handling wasn't with, very good. With the with the fact that the poor thing's dying on its legs, you don't have to fight. So <laughs> Felicia just looks at you and like, then drops. I push their bottom down so they sit. And I'm like, good girl, good girl, <laughs> sit. Yes, got a hug. My axe beak, please. I want to hug my axe beak. You hug your axe beak? Yeah. <sighs> and then we continue. And we continue. We'll be back for them. Yeah. So for we you know guys, where they are. I'm going to say that because you haven't had to, although you've had quite a long day and it's now, so it's been about four hours uh, all in all travel, so it'd be about ten in the evening. Yeah, although you have Although you have been riding, you have not had to run, so I'd say that I'd give you probably another three or four hours before you lot fall into Force March. Um, So before before even having to worry, the next um, the next uh, so you're an hour outside Dugan's Hole without the Axe Peaks takes you two hours to get to Dugan's Hole now because of your own speeds. Um, You hit Dugan's Hole about midnight. You can see that still off in the distance, the dragon is still over East Haven. Um, to the northeast of you, you can see the tree line that spreads around the north of Goodmead. And you can see as you are looking over this kind of 
gradient that slips down towards uh, Dulden, uh and the other towns around you. You can see this one kind of like black mark in the center of the snow just before the shores of Myrdulden, uh that is Brinchander. You can see small pockmarked, uh, like, looks like people fleeing over the snow towards it, uh, coming from the like the north edge of the woods. Um, what is your intentions? I know you've mentioned you'd like to run towards Brinchander. Um, with this current distance, you will take six hours to get to Brinchander without uh, running, essentially. <laughs> I, I understand. It's a very heavy decision. Yeah. Well, we need to get there. Yeah. So, in the uh, in the nature of uh, of expediency and the joys of D and D, um, let's go with. Uh, so it took you uh, four hours. Uh, it took you two hours to get to Dugan's Hole. And you've got six hours of travel, so the first two hours you just charge on snow billowing around you. There is no creature, there is no sign of any other life around you as the snow just bashes around you. Almost like when you're running through the, the shallows of like a pool or the, the, the shallows of when you're on the, the beach. And now the water and the foam is snow and fun. Okay, um, is my hovering... Because I yes. know that I'm not, I'm not running so much as hovering. Does that make any difference? So or is gonna, it just the same as a normal person running? I'm going to say because you don't have to uh, sleep and such, yeah. you have a luxury here that you can speed off. Okay. Because you, technically, for you, you don't have forced march. Okay. Um, because of the way that the character, the creature, or the, the the race works, so this is why I asked if I could carry the axe beak because I was like, if I can carry it. However, just you just about ho my... yeah, your hover speed is you not encumbered, and although we don't play encumbrance yeah. rules, I would argue in that instance your your hover doesn't work as well, so you yeah. you would then basically start to suffer issues as well. Uh, I mean, and... it's the equivalent of you trying to carry a shire horse, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the... yeah, because I know they're large, but I'm like, how big is large? To explain <laughs> a little me. bit about the uh, the lost soul that we haven't got into a lot of, um, your life force isn't the same way. Like for everyone else in the world, they're going on how much heartbeat they have left or whatever. That, however, that insane little machine in the center of their heart works. They they uh, they keep going. For you, you are literally a, you are the creation of your own willpower. So yes. even though you can push yourself, there'll even be moments where your, like, your willpower strains to keep you running, essentially. Yep. That makes, that makes perfect sense. It's weird trying to, like, stat out a ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I... you did a good job. Well done. Um... So, for the first two hours, as I say, you run around the edge of the the, the woods around the north of Goodmead. Um, it is a fairly easy run. You're feeling still quite comfortable with the fact that you are 
Um, you haven't had to run or, or walk. You've had the issues that all riders will tell us uh, suck because, you know, it's not as comfortable as you think riding a horse all day. But um, no, it's not. there is also the luxury of you have now you're stretching your legs and you're getting the feeling back in and you're starting to have that that less tired feeling that you would have if you had walked all the way to some blight on your own legs and then continued. Um, so, for the first hour of your four hours to Bryn Shander, um, I will ask, do you want to go at an average pace to keep yourselves from straggling and struggling with the, the tiredness? Or would you like to go at a faster pace and gain a bit more of a DC on your force march and see where that goes? Um, personally, I'd say average, but if, if I would to do fast. say average is yeah. probably the best. Okay, I'm gonna say just so because like <laughs> it's been quite a long episode of running so far. So it's been a lot of running. <laughs> yeah, and although it's needed, I uh, very much agree that like you don't want to miss any integral moments where like I just go and we skim over four hours where you're like we could have made a tactical decision if you ignored us um but for the next four hours let's go can I have four straight um constitution saves uh for each of you um and we'll uh we'll, we'll add as and when needed say four yes four straight constitution, constitution. okay uh, so I've got 16, Excellent. 13, 13, 13, 13, and 17. 17. So you, for the next four hours, Garland, there is a moment in the third hour of running where you're like, okay, oh, I'm hitting the wall. And then there's almost like a second like energy that comes into you. Uh, almost like second wind with a fighter you, you you focus your kind of like your determination and you turn and you check an idea of where the dragon currently is it is still over east haven um, and you use this kind of oh this window of opportunity to uh, uh, stop people before they get hurt um, you take this moment to re-energize yourself and charge towards the walls of brunchander um next up um erica got a 12 9, a 19, and a 7. So 12, 9, 9 19, 19, 7. 7. So by the time you get to, I'm going to say, by the time you get to uh, Brunchanda, you have the same issue there, but it's an hour earlier. There's a moment where, and you've never you've never set, had this sensation before, the first hour of floating in, in tandem with your party, everything seems normal. There is no issue. The, the second hour, as you're watching everyone slowly charge ahead in front of you, you see this weird kind of... It's almost like... And we've not discussed what Erica saw when she died. But there is that kind of same kind of weird flashing of images in your head as you start to see... Almost like your life is flashing before your eyes again. And you, you kind of get a little bit spooked out by it and you slow for a second as the group kind of charge on but then take a breather focus your like ethereal energy and charge on it happens again just outside Brunchanda uh, where you have this weird there's a moment where for anyone who is looking at uh, Erica 
it's almost like watching another brilliant moment to reference something it's like watching uh, marty mcfly's picture yeah um you just see her kind Slowly of fades yeah your your whole being starts to fade a little and you hear this weird clinking as your your equipment that is hanging off your ethereal body uh, or corporeal part of your body starts to drop and then your body re-images and it catches itself you will have two points of exhaustion so you have disadvantage on uh, ability checks and your speed is halved you bring us round to Nereneth. 13 13 16 16 17 17 14 14 for you Nereneth, this is your element you are made for snow you are made for quick travel across uh, across the arctic wastes you keep in line with everyone to make sure they don't fall behind but mm-hmm. you although I would say, yeah, you have exerted energy and you're, you're starting to feel the burn in the back of your, your lungs. You've you've managed to get there without feeling any exhaustion or anything like that getting across the, uh, the snow. Uh, for Kodar, he, uh, he, he, he did well uh, until the last two hours. Oh. <laughs> where, oh. he, where he rolled low. However, he has a plus five in constitution saving throws, so he was hey, all right, man. bar the last one. Um... Uh, he mm-hmm. gains a point of exhaustion in the last run, uh, in the last hour, just as, uh, as, as, uh, just as, um, uh, just as, actually, no, he would, he wouldn't have, um, te- uh, no, technically because of timing, I'll argue, I'll give it, he has a uh, disadvantage <laughs> on ability check. an entire conversation with yourself. It was more because I'm trying to argue the timeline of everything, and I'm like, Kodar yeah. has been awake all day, so he would still be tired, but then also he only did menial tasks around good haven until good haven uh good mead until uh other things happened uh so yeah, yeah he has a point of exhaustion just as uh as garland gets his second wind kodar starts showing signs of tiring uh but you all manage to hit brinchander this huge it's almost like coming up to uh like if anyone's ever played assassin's creed the uh the campments that roman uh kind of centuries have created where you've got that circle of wooden wall with the spikes on the top and inside there is a dirt area before hitting a stone wall that then shows the sign of actual settlement being created um you manage to arrive in an already panicked um as close to a city as ten towns can offer uh, as you get into the the, the thoroughfares on the outskirts of uh, you can see people running back and forth panicking there are people clearing out their houses there are people shutting down their shops uh, there are people starting to head towards uh, different buildings that you can see off in the distance these outskirts of buildings are made of wood and further ahead you can see like churches and such in the center of the town that are made of stone and people are there are congregations of people running down the thoroughfares heading towards the center of town what do you guys do? Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, I should have an answer for that question. Um, Nereneth will probably just assist anyone that looks like they need help trying okay. to get into those brick stone 
buildings. Okay. Like, she would be yeah. more concerned with everybody else's safety over her own right now. Okay. So, So like, she'd specifically be looking for mothers, trying to carry yeah. multiple children, the elderly, etc. So, for you, Nerenef, I'm not splitting you all up. Do not worry, I'm not forcing <laughs> this. But for Nerenef specifically, you find yourself falling in tandem with a set of... You notice there are sets of city guard who are running around doing the same thing as you. You fall in with one or two of them and just start guiding people towards uh, the shrine in the centre of town. Um, you start heading them towards the council building where the speakers apparently meet. Uh, you start to learn this places as you have the necessity of people telling you where to send people. Mm-hmm. Um, it is... Uh, you're noticing that the, the main buildings that are being used are a large... Um, the, there's the, the large council building that looks almost austere as a church, but it's uh, by no means um, as... Uh, quilted with different um it's not it's not showing the the sigils or iconography of any gods it just has the sigil of uh which i forgot to write down quickly scrolls through map whilst you're helping things uh get to also there's a tavern that people are guiding towards there is the uh, shrine itself as i said uh, and it just seems to be any building that looks like it can withstand a beating is being used as a kind of almost like a bunker. Cadinaval, Bremen, nearly there. So many towns in ten towns, almost like there's ten. Um, so the sigil you would have seen, <laughs> the sigil you would have seen is a wheat, uh, a crop of wheat with two antlers coming off the top of it. Do I just near enough recognize it? Um, you would recognise it probably just as, especially someone who has lived around the north area, it is the sigil of the town itself. It's um, There's no uh, discernible history that's been passed around to, to the southern areas of Faerun about these sigils that have been used. They just seem to take from local history. So, for example, uh, East Haven's one that you would have known about uh, would be the uh, this kind of... Uh, rook with a snowflake above it um and they all just seem to denote little things that have happened in the history of making ten towns um so as this place is essentially the 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 city center of ten towns if you will uh this is essentially the place where people come for food where stock and livelihood is brought into ten towns the big old marketplace yeah basically um not to feel left out. What have we got Garland and Erica doing? I'm just going to encourage people to go towards the safer looking buildings. Okay, so you fall in Mostly line with Nerenef. standing there yelling well. at them. Yeah, so yeah. You, you join in with Nerenef. Uh, Garland? So Garland would um, see that the others have, you know, started directing people, but he would... Uh, speak to Kodar and say as a speaker is there something you should be doing? Uh, is there some kind of defence we need to mount? Kodar just kind of looks at you a little um, bashfully and goes um, I was mainly going to help do the thing that the ladies are doing um, I didn't really think of that. I will go off and try to find uh, speaker, uh, which one is the thing is um, um <laughs> Uh, I, I will go to find uh, Speaker Devessa and see if we can uh, sort out um, if anyone else has been brought in 
from the rest of the towns. Um, if you need any guidance, um, uh, or like if you need any help, uh, the shrine to a monitor, and he points at the large church-like building uh, near the council speaker's building. Um, uh, that there will be uh, clerics and paladins that uh, normally uh, are like the the honor guard of ten towns here. By all means, go shout them. I will probably be in the speaker building, and he just nods towards you and heads off in that direction. Before he goes, yep. Garland just puts a hand, you know, as as close to his shoulder as he can get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, as and, oh sorry Go and he just says um, one more thing before you go yes that axe mm -hmm. where did you get that um it uh, I will tell you the story after this because there will be an after this but uh, it was made for me by a dwarven miner who I saved out in any points back towards the spine of the world to the south. I saved a, uh, a dwarven miner who was uh, trying to um, he was uh, he was trying to make his own home in the in the in the mountains, but he uh, he <laughs> he he got caught under a white dragon and. Uh, he, uh, yes, and he made me this. He has one of his own. Uh, the apparently the uh, the runes allow me to draw strength where I need it most. Is what he said. Well, then, I hope it gives you strength now. I I don't know which strength it's going to give me though. Um. Anyway, stay safe. Don't don't give the dragon any treats it is a bad dragon and it needs to be told no <laughs> and with that he smiles and runs off towards the speaker's building and garland will head towards the other two to get them before going hopefully towards the temple okay mm -hmm. Um, excellent. So, uh, as you guys round up and start heading towards the temple, um, I'm going to ask you just, uh, we're coming up to the, near the end of the episode, uh, so just as a brief idea of what you might want to do, I will tell you that um, last known location of the dragon was still in East Haven, from where you were. You noticed that um, it was still doing things, even when you got to the outskirts of Brinchanda. Um, how long would you be spending in Brinchanda? What sort of things would you be doing there? Sorry. It would be about, just remembering, sorry, uh, you'd be about two in the morning now, I believe. Yeah. So, as far as Nareneth is concerned, she she would need to rest, but I think she'd want to start heading off to some of the other towns to make sure that they're also safe slash escaping. Okay. So probably, is it Targos next? Uh, is that the next one? Targos would be the next one uh, if you were to try run up the east way towards another village that you know hasn't been attacked yet, yes. Yeah, yeah, I think she would be trying to save the villages that haven't been hit yet. Okay. That, that would be her next thing. But obviously it's 2am, she would want to sleep. Okay. Most people should be Yeah, I also want to rest. 
yeah, even with your, uh, I, th I think something that I've decided over the last few sessions, uh, I think something that we need to add to the lone, the, the lost soul. You r originally yeah. had the thing of uh, unnatural being, so you didn't need sleep, water, uh, food, or air. I think we, yeah. I think we should add that thing of so your willpower has a chance to recharge. You have the uh, dormant state thing that Warforged have, where you still need to basically be still for a bit. Um, because okay. otherwise you become too overpowered. <laughs> yeah, crazy. And um, you're going to yeah, be too I... bad to fight as the bad guy at the end of the game, my voice. <laughs> obviously, obviously. Um, yeah, I'd like to stay and rest and look after the people here overnight before contemplating going on to somewhere else. Okay. Garland? Um, yeah, it would be a case of checking to make sure that they actually have something here as a defense. Yeah. And then resting. Excellent. Before trying to warn everyone who's still in harm's way. Okay. <laughs> so you guys, uh, Garland, you mentioned grabbing the, the gang and heading towards the church uh, after rounding them up. I'm going to say that you all converge again after this moment of uh, everyone running around trying to haul people in. Garland, you and uh, Kodar having that moment, and then you also uh, helping a couple of the people. Uh, I'd say about three in the morning, it seems like most of the people that have been fleeing from uh, different buildings are now starting to, it's starting to get quieter, for want of a better word. There are still a load of people panicking and running around, but the buildings themselves are quite packed. Uh, everyone has used this time and energy to get as best as they can. Uh, the city guards start to flank the walls on the uh, the battlements, all with uh, arrows. And uh, you can see that uh, for as you guys, as you start to head towards the shrine of our monitor, uh, you see that there is um, there is a, a a very interesting moment where not like reservoir dogs or not like a magnificent seven, but there is a small group of what are obviously spellcasters that come out in a very we are the vanguard sort of thing and walk out oh. towards the outskirts of the city uh, as you head towards the the shrine they don't look cocky they don't look like they're uh, they're particularly excited to be doing things but you see a mix of different races a uh, human uh, elven there are one or two dragonborn in the group uh, there's about 10 or 15 of them that all start to head down the main thoroughfare towards the outskirts all of them in these beautiful orange yellow robes with a sun blazing in the center of them um which you would recognize to be the symbol of the morning lord or our monitor um which is an interesting moment for anyone who knows pantheons because this is where there's an argument that comes up in the book that they've perfectly fucking put in here because <laughs> Religion arguments are always the fun ones, right? Yeah, totally. Um, anyway, um, right. but yes, uh, you see this group going off. Um, as you head into the church, uh, you find, again, the pews have been pushed to one side. It's a huge building. Uh, it seems to, like, when it's normally holding in normal services, it could hold a good 200, 300 people in, like, quite relaxed capacity with the pushed... Uh, push pews to one side and uh things being moved around so they can use like almost in those 
typical um, refugee or like war films where they've made the sleeping areas in rows across the floor. You can see there's a good 500 people in this building. Um, as you all in your own turn find yourselves an area to sleep for a few hours and I imagine knowing your want to drive on and get things done, you would take the bare minimum. Um, yeah. So am I safe to assert that you would take six hours of your long rest and then head out yes yeah okay yes um. just just checking so everyone will gain all their stuff back or they'll heal up to all, all hit points uh they'll for anyone who has exhaustion you heal off a point of exhaustion uh if you have more than one um and uh, you are met uh early the next morning uh, so it'll be with six hours, it'll be eight in the morning now as Kodar comes in looking for each of you and kind of guides you down to the entrance. You are met by a small group of people um, to introduce some fun characters. Um, you meet Kodar, who you already know, tall, gorgeous, has a beard, um, <laughs> really lovable. <laughs> but next to him um, is are two people who are similarly heighted but very different in body. So you see what looks like a very malnourished um, cow person or or, um, or ox-like person, for those that don't know what a minotaur is, um, but in scale male, very thin, very uh, kind of austere look, brown fur uh, coming off its uh, kind of very um, muzzle-looking face. Uh, with a very, very fancy, uh, <laughs> very fancy moustache, which is twirled and greased accordingly. Um, <laughs> next to him, and almost uh, taking it, almost as if this character has taken the weight that the uh, Minotaur has lost and gained it happily. So, is a Loxodon. Uh, he is. Uh, he is. Also, plate, me plate armor, very, very wide-shouldered, very wide frame, uh, huge trunk swinging down, nearly scraping the floor, uh, with uh, blue scales, not scales, blue uh, kind of levery hide that is shown from where the, uh, the armor isn't covering, uh, has an eye patch covering the right eye, and has a very, very large greatsword on his back. Um, and has has in the center of his uh, chest um, the five heads of chromatic dragons. Um, as this person seems to be a follower of Tiamat and isn't afraid to tell anyone. Um, uh, but the, uh, as you come down, um, Kodar turns to the three of you and goes, before you go, or before we go, or whatever you want to do, I wanted to introduce you to uh, two people. They are not the speakers, unfortunately. They are just very useful people, and we will be telling them what we need them to do whilst we are away. They are essentially going to be our city guard whilst we are away, or I can stay here and you take one of these people. Uh, please meet, and he gestures to uh, the Minotaur. As this is Cyprus. Cyprus is very good cleric. He is very strong, very, uh, very, uh, very magic, very good, very clever, uh, and uh, the Minotaur bows very gently and smiles, and then just leaves uh, Kodar to introduce the next one, uh, and turns to the Tiamat-looking 
gentleman locks a dumb thing goes, this is Oz. Oz is, um, Oz is complicated, but Oz is, Oz is, um, Oz is a, uh, is, uh, what the, the, the young people refer to as paladin. Um, why but, couldn't he have been a wizard, Steve? Because I had to replace the <laughs> wizard for the other thing I have planned. It's healing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not for healing. It's because, and I will ha- gladly, gladly say this, I was going to take a different storyline to make a fancy moving into later storyline, but I'm going to keep the storyline where the actual wizard that should turn up around now is somewhere else at the moment. <laughs> okay. For those okay. that know the story, there is a wizard that's going to turn up at some point. It's a fucking nightmare. Oh. <laughs> this is right. what you were talking about the other day. Got yeah. it. Got and it. also because I know that one of our backup characters is a, wiz- a wizard as well. I was like, I don't want, I don't want trios <laughs> of wizards. <laughs> this is my nightmare. <laughs> anyway. Um, and with that, as he uh, as he gestures towards the, the Loxodon, who uh, curtsies, um, he, or Oz, curtsies towards all of you we will uh, leave this session here to find out what you guys do with whatever you plan to do next (laughs) 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 did you say that we could take both of them and Kodar or is one of of them going to have to stay here essentially the plan is that you can use them accordingly you can send one of them off to another village you can use them to basically uh, strategize what you want the uh, people arriving to do so it could be say for example you say Kodai you are a speaker so stay here and I need you to guide people towards different areas um, okay. Cyprus this cleric you're going to be really useful for healing so can you go back towards the old places and try find survivors for example I'm not going to put words in your mouth you guys decide what you want to do uh, we'll discuss that over the break uh, after uh, we finish this episode here <sighs> oh gods this has been long <sighs> that was good nobody died in the first five minutes of the game today <laughs> two axe beaks nearly did yeah we know we don't talk about that <laughs> no um, so yes uh, we will pick up here for us in a couple of minutes for our yep. listeners we'll see you next week find out how the gang will be dealing with this very uh <sighs> unique circumstance uh, uh, in the middle of a D&D <laughs> game. I, I love this and hate it at the same time. As a DM, I I am so torn right now. Um, but yes. Do you want to kill us all? No! Yeah. I want you guys to win. I want you guys to be playing these three characters at level 20 and being like, we are the greatest, we survived so much. But at the same time, I'm like, this is such an interesting moment to be like, well, the world, I've always lived off the, the pre- premise that the world is happening around you. You're just not a high enough level to deal with that yet. And this is a very wonderful moment of going, yeah, we're not... <laughs> no, uh, let's try help the best we can for level force. <laughs> anyway. Oh, um, yeah, I forgot I was level four. In my yeah. head, I was still playing, like, Ivanka, but, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. sane. <laughs> level 11, level fine, <laughs> level happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> whilst we go take a break the guys are going to roll a d20 and whatever they roll they can't level up to it so they can't hold me to what I said on the podcast <laughs> anyway. three, so I don't want to you need to level down I'm not leveling down <laughs> right. everybody roll a d20 I'm curious to see what would happen <laughs>
14. No. Oh, well done. Yes. Yes. Just rolled an 18. Can I take that instead? Kodar's level 20 now. <laughs> hey. <laughs> He should be. Can you imagine if that was how you leveled up? You just roll the <laughs> d twenty and go with whatever it says. Oh my god, my that brain would be so chaotic. I Vastly different that. levels. Emma's going to be running us a one shot soon. Where that happens, then. <laughs> 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 right. So we don't make this episode run any longer, and also so I yes. can go use the toilet. Let's end this yes. here. <laughs> okay. All I want to say bye. Say bye. 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 Thank you for listening to 16 Candle Keeps. Your players were Emma Bamford as Erica Jones, Jade Leanne Pierce as Neronith Halladar, and Liam Thornton as Garland Goodbeer. Your DM was Steve Archer. Theme music by Steve Archer. Background music was performed by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com. Other background music was performed by Bombarded Podcast and can be found at bombarded.bandcamp.com. Artworks thus far has been created by Bingle Bang Bang. Thank you for listening, and we shall see you next week.